0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line-up of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield Bowl. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free. In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Red Side of the Trent with your host, Adam Whitlow. This is the playoff edition with Travelling Blade, or Ben, as I will refer him to from Sheffield United. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, all good. It's it's uh, that business end of the season, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'm gonna ask you this question twice uh, because I want to ask you uh, your initial off the bat thought uh, before we get right into it, and then right at the end after we have a chat because everyone's opinions always changes. But how are you feeling going into this playoff campaign? Uh, well, it's Chef United in the playoffs, which is always
0: a car crash at some point or another so nervous um sort of I mean I'm sort of looking forward to the nerves though because a lot of this season we had very little to play for it was very boring football we were petering out into mid-table mediocrity just making up the numbers and I I, I quite I I, I like having the nerves now because we've got something to play for so yeah nervous but I've um you know it's We've not, had, I've not had the nerves for a long time, really. So like, you know, that nerves of going to a game and so, yeah, I think I'm almost looking forward to like some sort of sadist,
1: like looking forward to being sick with nerves. I think that's uh, you could say that same for the Forest fans. I mean, we've not had a playoff uh, campaign for about 11 or 10, 10, 11 years. I think and that was against yeah. Swansea. Um, we've we've been, we've been fighting relegation a few times. I think that's about as nervous as you can get it. Yeah. Um, I want to delve into Sheffield United's season. Obviously, get a bit of a background. Obviously, for for Forest supporters who aren't following the Blades as much or the Championship, which would be bizarre because it's probably one of the best league outside of Europe's elite. Um, I want to start off with Sviticić. What, 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 what went wrong with that appointment? What, what was, what, what made him get the sack in it essentially? would you say? Yeah, I
0: think I think in, in some ways it was very, to me it was very reminiscent of uh, the appointment of Nigel Adkins, where you've got someone coming in with a, a brilliant track record, a brilliant CV, someone that's proven at that level, um, you know, and then they come in and for one reason or another it just doesn't quite work. Um, I thought it was going to be good with us, I thought it was going to be a mixture of uh, gritty but quite attractive football as well. Um, I think he didn't get to spend the money he wanted. Um, so he, I think he, he definitely wants to play with wingers. We basically didn't have any. We were playing with, like, wing backs. uh Ben Osborne playing left wing at times. Um, ben Osborne, as far as I, I assume, you know, hopefully share the same thing. But we think he's a great player, very versatile. But you don't really want him playing on left wing. Um yeah, so I don't think he got to bring in uh, the, the plays he wanted to fully implement the style of play he wanted to to play with. Um, and I think I saw a good quote from George. I think they asked George Baldock about it the other day, and he said, "I think it was we had quite a strong. Uh, I think also quite a strong identity, sort of ingrained by Chris Wilder with this uh, sort of five-three-two-three-five-two kind of formation that you know." It's, what we'd played what made us successful in league one, so what got us to the prem, so what made us successful in the prem. I mean, we got relegated with it as well, um and then it, but we tried this like sort of And if it was like four three three, I can't really remember and it the the players were just playing like a bunch of strangers, um then Heck came back in and we're basically playing um very similar to the formation we did under wilder, and hey, here, where we are in the playoffs,
1: yeah, but, um... yeah, I
0: think. Great manager, Slav. Um, I, but I, I just don't think it was the uh, the the right match. It was just I think it was maybe right person, wrong time.
1: Yeah, when I thought you appointed him at the start of the season, I, I've got a, a, a mate of mine who's a Sheffield United fan I used to work with, and I and I thought it was a good appointment because obviously of his track record obviously got Watford and Fulham promoted, and I thought yeah, that's that's a that's a really really good appointment there. I'd generally put you as one of the favourites to battle it out with Fulham. West Brom at the time, Bournemouth for probably the for going up automatically and obviously didn't go very well. Was it? Was it? Would you think it was the right time to get rid of him? In I know it's in hindsight you can say yes, but do you, would you have gave him a little bit more time to implement his style and actually have a few transfers, or or would you? Were you kind of on the bandwagon of let's get rid of him and go with like? Oh, you you had, you had Haggart bottom uh, towards the end of last season as well.
0: Yeah, I was very surprised when he left. Um, Personally, I'd have been more patient and given him more time. Uh, At what point I would have said, it's time to go. I'm not sure Um, because I think, I don't know, I'd probably have given him, I'd probably, but down to me, I mean, depending how it went, I'd have probably given him next summer or this coming summer as well. Um, Very surprised. I wouldn't have done it myself, but like I said, in hindsight, very glad that we have uh, Paul Heckingbottom. Proved me, has proven me, and I think quite a lot of Blades fans very wrong indeed. I was very doubtful, very, uh, you know, very skeptical, you know, really sceptic when he came in because I thought, oh, it's just like he came in towards um, after Wilder left, um, but that's just because he was like the under 23's manager and it was just, you know, an interim, you know, a caretaker manager almost pretty much. Um, And then he came and I thought, oh, it's just because, you know, Wilder left because, you know, he was quite. You know, very strong. You know, head. It was headstrong, and now that's why they like Hecking Bottom because he comes He's a bit. He seems like a bit of a yes man and bit of a PE teacher, you know. And I think you know, like one of them, he thinking a bit of like a South Shore or a Eddie Howe, and thinking that we need a bit of, you know. That's why we did so well the Wild. They're just a straight talking, gritty manager, no nonsense. That's headstrong, and I thought, you know, I don't know if we've really got that with Hecking Bottom. He didn't have a particularly glittering CV. Um, but here we are and um, I think he's really buying into it now and I think it's good for him to be fair um, I think in a lot of ways uh the um, I think it's be- better for you uh, for um, Bottom. the fact that Wilder was always going to be like unfollowable like, whoever came in after him was like it was a poison chalice if you know what I mean but now that's out the way like and now Slav came in and it was pretty rubbish it meant that it was good for Hecky because he's like oh now I want to get compared to Slav, really. You know, Im- immediately you're going to get compared to Slav because, oh yeah, he's, he's made us better. Uh, and now, you know, he whereas the, the Wild, he'd, he'd already had Slav sort of like take the bullet of following Wilder. Um, so I think it was quite fortunate for him, Hecky that um, he's not immediately followed Wilder. Um, so I think it's good for him in that sense. But he's, and, you know, he's, he's not, It he was never going to be Chris Wilder, to be fair. Like in the sense that, that that makes me sound like he's that makes me sound like he, I'm saying he's never going to be as good as Chris Wilder, but just certain things where obviously Chris Wilder was a Sheffield United fan and uh, he'd always come up and like pat the badge, and he wasn't doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, this photos of Chris Wilder in the away end at Sellers Park in the playoffs in 2009. Um, you know, he's a, a genuine blade before even you know way before he came to Bramall Lane as manager. So heck, he was never going to sort of do any sort of like things like that. And, Um, I don't think he would. He sort of comes up to us now and does a bit like, you know, waves his hands up and like cups his hair and stuff like that. So he started to do a little bit more of that. Um, And I sort of like doing that as well because he started to put into words because I think we, without, no one really says it, but we know he can't do the tapping the badge and all the same stuff Wilder did. And we know that he's not going to do that. And it's sort of like, You know, we don't, but we don't want him to do that. But now he's doing like a little bit of his own stuff. It's like he's sort of becoming his own character in a way. Um, So it's nice to see. And I tell you what, fair play to him. I I still look him and thinking like I can't believe how like how well he's done with us. You know, bit of a dysfunctional squad. Um, It's a worse squad. It's a very similar squad that we got promoted with in 2019. A lot of that core, um, in terms of the midfield, a lot of that core is still there, um, but they're not as good as they were. Uh, We've had a lot of injuries. Um, We had a lot of games cancelled over Christmas, which meant we had two months. I think it was both February and April. We had seven games in each of those months. Um, I know everyone had a a lot of games, but I think because of the amount of games we got called off over Christmas, it meant that they got bunched up later on. Um, Even Wilder himself, and then we beat him 4-1, so that was nice. But,
1: yeah, fair
0: play to the lad. Unbelievable.
1: I would like your opinion on Chris Wilder in 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 the sense of this question. So obviously, when we got rid of Chris and which was uh, maybe uh, I think he got two games too too much to be honest, um, and we was a rumor of obviously it was either Wilder or Cooper, and I think a lot of Forest fans saw what Wilder done at Sheffield United, and obviously he's a passionate bloke, straight talking as you say. Yeah. Was you surprised that we went with Cooper over the over Wilder, and what's your reaction been to? Cooper being at with Forrest and obviously Wilder being at Middlesbrough because I thought Middlesbrough for a while were going to actually pit potentially both of us to a playoff spot and obviously they they fought in short.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I wasn't too surprised. I can't remember at the time but I think I thought with both Wilder and Cooper I thought they're both really good managers that have got uh, you know Proven records, I guess uh, Wilder's record is better because he's actually you know, obviously got an automatic promotion. I don't think Cooper has. I'll stand yeah. corrected. But um, yeah, I thought, I think there was a point where it was like, oh, um, yeah, well, it, it looked like it was going to be Wilder and then Cooper came in and I, I was like, oh, I did think it was going to be Wilder. So I guess I was surprised, but I, I wasn't like, what? What are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, I thought, oh, they've still got, um, obviously, because I, I don't even I don't even know why, why, why. How come he's no longer at Swansea? What happened? I can't even... Because he was doing well with them, wasn't he? And then next minute, he just wasn't
1: there. I think they put him on gardening leave because I think he kind of kicked up a fuss. Of he'd gotten back to back promote uh, to playoff, sorry, and obviously yeah. he fa- he, fa- he failed first time in the semis, second time got to the final, got beat by Brentford, and I think he just said like, "We just need a tiny bit more to make the squad a bit better." And I think they just, I think, he had fallen out of the board by the sounds of it. Yeah, and obviously we've yeah. swooped in, which has been pay dividends because we've just had an absolute resurgence of the league as as of yourself. So Heg Bottom come in, uh 25th November I've got here with United on twenty-three points and in sixteenth place, one be- one point behind Forrest at the time. Obviously Cooper had started his <laughs> uh started yeah. his uh the train I was like I had to call it but what did what did Heg Bottom change in terms of like your style of play and 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 whatnot? How did he how do you think he motivated your team to obviously then get up the, up the league Because you, you you are a good side, obviously. There's no doubt about it. You're the fifth best side in the Championship because the table doesn't lie yeah. at the end of the season. So he's obviously done something just to give that the players the confidence back, obviously.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we sort of went back to what we knew. We played a very similar... We play the same formation pretty much that we do under Wilder. Um, I think towards the end, we've been playing with one strike, but that's been due to injuries rather than tactical choice, I guess. We play sort of Gibbs White up there, who's phenomenal. Um, I'm just trying to think of those first few games when he came. And I was like, I think we won the first one. I think we just started to see that, like, I think because, it, um, because they went back to their familiar formation, they started to click um, together better. And it just seemed there was a few games and it was like, yeah, this is what it was like under Wilder in the championship. You know, just, um, you know, sort of players seem to be just more identitous. I think like under Slav, like, I think the the reason I can't really remember much of the Heckingbottom Bottom is just because I've been watching it for that many years, like on the Wilder and that. It just seems like that just feels like home. But when I think about the Slavia, it just stands out. Like you know, the foot, the it, it, the passing was so pedestrian. There was no incision whatsoever. It was slow. Um, it, it just didn't look like they knew. Like they played like strangers. And when Heckingbottom Bottom came and we went back to the old formation and everything just seemed to you know click better. You know, players. You know, look good, like actually string passes together. Um, We actually showed some attacking intent. We've not been the best at that always. We still look a bit uh, toothless towards, you know, in starts of games and that. Um, I think we're getting a bit better at that. And uh, actually started actually scoring some goals as well. And um, because we just weren't on the slab, like basically. Yeah, it just seemed to be like, I don't know what he said or did, um, like said explicitly to them, but. It was just, it was like watching us, um, you know, reminded me of like a couple of seasons back when we were in the championship and, you know, when, when we came into the championship straight away from League One and we did really well and obviously the promotion season, we did really well and it was like, oh, we're starting to like get back into that now and, and I think the the players sort of like realised that they could do it and then the confidence just grew and uh, I think we put Sander Berger up for, uh, in a more advanced position and he came out himself as said, oh yeah, I'm playing in a more advanced position and I'm I think the club has seen the benefits from doing that. I'm playing better here. And I think like I think Sander Berger's is quite reminiscent of the entire squad. Looked a bit like unsure and un- com- not that confident of themselves. And and now I think Sander is like someone said, he's realised that he's better than like ninety percent of the players that he's coming up against. And you can see it in his like performance now. He's he's got that self-belief to just, you know, actually pick it up and run at people. So I think that's similar with Chef Yu, really. I think the same we strung a couple of results together, and then the uh, we did we we on a, quite a, a couple of uh, really good runs to be fair, and uh, we dropped off. T- it's January because um, we had like a big gap over Christmas, like I mentioned with COVID, and we had a couple of shaky games, throwing away a few a uh, few you know leads late on, but picked up from there. And um, you could just see the togetherness of the squad, and I think that's the um the best. Put- you know, whenever Schiff have played really well, you can always see how together the squad is, and you can see that now.
1: Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've got a question here because I want to ask you about where, where do you think your turning point of your season is? But when I've looked at your form, like you'll go on a bit of a run where you win two, three games and then you'll have a bit of a stutter, but then you'll go on another mini run and it's kind of like that. And it's it's quite funny because you, you go on those sort of runs and then but you expect other teams to keep, still pick up results. And obviously the likes of like Blackburn, QPR, have completely fell off. Middlesbrough fell off. And then and then our, our side has kind of benefited from from those good half decent runs here and then obviously we've had a a ridiculous end to the season i think we've won like i think we won nine and ten at one point and then obviously the last couple of results we've had a we've had a bit of a stutter because just ran out of steam a little bit but i think like this this little break is now going to rejuvenate both sides in, in a sense but what where would you say the turning point of your season is uh come to obviously help you to finish fifth in the league
0: um, oh, I think up until a couple of games ago because there were points where I can't remember the actual game but there were points where I'm thinking we're going to fall short here we had a few disappointing results Um, you know I think
1: Reading uh, springs to mind <laughs> yeah Stoke Stoke
0: away was dire Black, well, we lost 4-1 at Coventry I mean we should have won Blackpool I want to say should have won Like we actually put the ball in the net legitimately twice and then we didn't get a goal you know um, and we're thinking we're actually starting to fault a bit here and you could see it was getting to the players and I think it was like the last three games obviously had Fulham um, I missed yeah Reading game I missed um, the Bristol game after wasn't much better um, I think like the QPR game and then we I think we just sort of I think that was a bit of a wake up call because there was a point where I thinking we're actually going to fall short of the playoffs here um, so we've had even within the sort of resurgence we've had a few dips in that because we're just you know we're We've been basically playing the same players, a lot of which wouldn't be in our first team every week. Just mm-hmm. because we that's all we've had to put on. I remember like at Blackpool, the bench was just full of like, I think it was our there was a the goalkeeper, Connor halrahan and the rest were like academy players. Um so yeah, I think the last couple the last couple of games, um, I think we played before Fulham. Uh I don't know if we had QPR in there. Um oh card if we beat them at home. So I guess really just those, like I said, we dipped off a bit, but we've had a few. It's always been like that on the hecking bottom, but there's been a few fluctuations in between. But I guess like I think our formula, we had a couple of draws a loss and then we like won the last three, I think. So that was when I guess literally they were the most important games because that was like the do or die in terms of making the playoffs. And we not only made the playoffs, we made fifth, which was, uh, you know, we were, we were struggling to make sixth at one point.
1: Yeah, it's quite funny how uh, you guys have breezed in five points ahead of Middlesbrough. We've breezed in as as well, which I wasn't expecting because the two games we had against yourselves were both stalemates. Um, I think you could easily say both games were like the tales of two halves. I think like the city ground, I think you guys dominated one half then we dominated the other half the, the next half. You guys score against the run of play because Billy Sharp does what Billy Sharp does and, and gets involved <laughs> in the goal running against us and gives White scores and then Abben yeah. scores immediately. Um and then at your place, I think it's fair to say, and I think most blades who I've spoken to would say this, we absolutely batted you in that first half. And then you score and get absolutely on top of us and somehow don't score a second, and we we just snatch it, kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those where what what did you make of the games uh, between between us in the season, the regular season?
0: Yeah, I think both uh good games. Um, you know, two I think quite close in terms of the fact that either team could have won. Um like you said, um I remember that that forest game, like you said, yeah, you really like were on top of us, and then we got the goal and I can't I don't even remember. I remember your goal, Jesus. Uh, I don't remember our goal from that game, but and then and then you thinking, you know we we should have gone on to like get like a second and then Lo and behold, as as has been the case that many times this season, we gave away a late goal at home. Um, We've done that with so many times this season. Uh, Both games against Preston, we did it. But yeah, and I think that's why I think with Saturday, it's going to be a close playoff tie. Um, I think it should be, I think it should be a good watch for a neutral. Um, But yeah, I think, I think two teams really going at it. And I think it'll be pretty close to be fair. I don't think I don't think it will be cagey. I, um, I think there's a chance it might slip into that, but hopefully not. I think it'll be more, a bit more open. Um, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, th- I think it, um, i tip you just because I, I never really backed you, especially not in the playoffs, because we just never win the playoffs. So, you know, oh, I know we'll Forrest have for four. <laughs> yeah, but you've only had four. We've had eight playoffs and we never <laughs> won one. Eight. So uh, yeah, I think it. Um, I think you know always always quite you know games that can go either way games that swing you know go to and fro within the game you know the momentum sh- uh, you know twos and fros between the clubs um between you know with even like I said even within the game as shown by both by both matches and yeah I can see them being uh, quite I can't I can't see anyone running away with you know even like winning running away with any of the games to be fair I think it'll be quite tip
1: for tat yeah, I think because both games in the regular season were pretty tight, I don't expect it to change too much. Um, obviously, I think well, the the goal you, you you've forgotten about, Billy Sharp was bloody involved because Gibbs White crossed the ball to him, and, he, and it was just like one of them where it's he only needs one chance, doesn't he? because we've had him at the City Ground, and I absolutely loved him, and I was so disappointed we never signed him on a permanent because he's just one of those guys that. You love to have because he, he just wears his heart on his sleeve sort of thing and gives yeah. everything for your club as as he's done that for you lot, uh, as he says if a fat boy from Sheffield as he as he says, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I wanna before we get into more into the game, I want to talk about uh, your star man, uh, Morgan Gibbs White, obviously. What what does he bring to you in terms of, of his performance and what, what does he offer you? Obviously, his his quality is out there. I think he's definitely a future Premier League player, isn't he?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he has actually got. A, he scored. A, he's already scored a goal in the Prem for Wolves last season, I believe, against Brighton at Molyneux. Um, I don't know if he scored more than one, but um, brilliant attacking drive, attacking purpose, uh, flair, um, a great pass. Uh, he's got a he's he's got a great finish on him. Sometimes he'll miss an easier chance, but he scored some great goals for us. Cardiff away comes to mind. Like I said uh, some great. He can deliver a great ball. He just brings that, um, he just takes it something, you know, he's just that bit of a uh, bit of spice going forward that just makes it, um, takes his upper gear. And I think is the, uh, without him, we would have done well to finish in the top 10.
1: He's yeah. just brilliant. Absolutely amazing for us. Who, who would you say your unsung heroes are? I mean, like, I think Wes Fotheringham to kind me. of, I kind of point it towards him really. Um, would, would you would you I agree think, with that? Or do you think there's any? Do you think there's any more? Do you think? Uh, I mean, I know my mate goes on about and die quite a lot, being quite. a Yeah, a very and Jai's coming in. He's a bit of a rough diamond. He's he's come up with some great
0: goals for us at times. Uh, you know, he's still he's obviously, uh, you know, he's like naive and like. Um, Heckingbottom's bottoms come out and spoken of both him and Jebison and said they will be great players for our squad, uh, for our team. But they're 18, so he's you know he's still cutting his teeth. He's a bit naive here and there, but he's a a really exciting talent, and Jai, he's, he's also, um he's going to develop into quite the player if he carries on as he is doing. Um, in terms of unsung heroes, I think maybe some of the old guard the people like, because everyone waxes Liverpool, I mean, he has got haters as well, but Ollie Norwood, you know, because he just uses his floated passes and he pulls the strings in midfield, but I think some of the um, players that are a bit more part of the furniture, you your John Eagans, your John Flex, that yeah, John Egan has had some bad performances this season. He's not been at his best. Um, John Fleck's been a bit hit and miss at times. And I think over the last few games, they've just given us some solid performances. And, you know, even like other players will grab the headlines and that will get the praise from fans. But I think they've started to go a little bit unnoticed. I think it's just used to seeing them, especially John Fleck, we've had him since 2016 when we were in League One. Um, and I think, so I think people like, John Egan and John Fleck have sort of slipped off of people's radars a little bit. I think Egan a bit more so. I mean, he, had, he has had a couple of, uh, you know, mediocre games, but um, we've kept a lot of clean sheets. And, yeah, part of that is, you know, thanks down to Wes. But I think also John Egan has, as ever, has been, you know, uh, fairly consistent at the, at the back for us. But I think he's almost become, like, victim of his previous success in a way because um, he was, like, he used to be, like, untouchable. Um but now, you know, there's like like Saturday, you've got the best strike, well, the second best striker in the league, uh, Mitrovic, second after Billy Sharp, of course. And uh, he did nothing. He got subbed off in, I don't know, halfway through the second half and Mitrovic did absolutely nothing that game. And people, Fulham fans are going, oh, we were on the beach, on the beach. They weren't on the beach that first five minutes. They came out strong and with purpose. Then we took the game to them, got a goal and they just went in the shells and they did absolutely nothing. And to be fair, Mitrovic didn't score against us in December either. So, even when it counted back in December, Mitrovic did nothing against our back line. So, and I think John Egan's got to, he's, uh, you know, a lot of that goes down to him.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think both our teams are built on quite good defences, in my honest opinion. I mean, when we went to Fulham a couple of weeks ago when we were still chasing an automatic spot, Mitrovic didn't have much of a sniff against Scott McKenna or or Steve Cook, in all honesty, um, which was quite surprising. Um, and I mean, I've got I've got a couple of stats here for you. Um, so, Sheffield United's home defense is the best in the league. You've only conceded fifteen, so that must fill you with some hope. Obviously, playing the first game at home, away, not not the best. You know, I think you're the sixth the sixth best team away from home. We're the third best team away from home. You're the fifth best team at home. We're the eighth <laughs> best team at home. It's it's so tight between both yeah. of us. <clears throat> I just I've got uh, I've got I've got one question here, which is, do you think it's an advantage or disadvantage to be playing the home game first at Bramall Lane or or what? Because yeah. a lot, of, uh, I mean, we I watched the, I've seen obviously the League One playoffs and Wickham played at home and beat MK Dons two 0 and then obviously it's it's a bit of a it's a hard gap to always come back from because teams can then basically set set up their stores. And say come a break in down sort of
0: thing. Yeah, so. I watched. I watched most of the uh, second leg of that, and MK Dons were like all over Wickham but could only get one goal. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I, I was thinking it's out of a disadvantage to be at home first, because I think, you know, I think you know, I was saying to the lads before, e- even within one game, you want to be kick, you want to kick towards your your home fans and you or your own fans in the second half. And I guess having the home tie second is the equivalent of that. But, yeah, I guess if you can really make that home advantage count in the first hand, you put the other team on the back foot, really, and they've got to come out, you know. you, you Obviously, you've got to defend, but they've got to come at you, and that opens them up at the back. So, I think, yeah, I think it's what you make of it, really. Um, if we can really make that home home advantage pay on Saturday we put us we can put ourselves in a very very good position uh we could you know we could even put ourselves one foot in the final i can't really see that being the case two reasons i can't really see either team pulling away a big lead and also it's Chef so we could be 3-0 up and i'd still be worried <laughs> um we'd still find a way of doing something about that so yeah i think you know the the draw is what it is and uh yeah I think you know, obviously our waveform form hasn't been that great. To be fair, at times um, we're often a bit, we look a bit clueless away from home. A bit, you know, looks like just like looking like a bunch of strangers sometimes at home. It's really quite annoying. Um, but just hopefully, you know, the, uh, the 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 rise to the occasion. And I think obviously we've got players in there that have been promoted with us before. Obviously, at automatics to the prem. You know, they've got the experience. But I think we've also got some young players like in Jai Gibbs White where. I think almost their lack of experience might be to their benefit because they're not overthinking the occasion. They're just going in, nothing much... They're not they're not thinking, oh, I'm towards the end of my career, it might be my last chance of to get into Prem. Gibbs White's probably going to go back on loan to Wolves, unfortunately, so mentally he's got nothing to lose. I mean, he does care about the club, you can clearly see from his performances and his reaction with the club, but it's not like, you know... So I think hopefully they're not too nervous and I think their, their lack of experience might play into their hands as well.
1: Yeah, I mean... The, the the confidence that this stat these stats give me for Forest especially is we're the third highest scoring team and the second best defending team and only by a goal on each of those columns behind Bournemouth so that's kind of like a nice thing almost I don't know how how that makes you guys yeah. feel but uh, how do you expect to how do you expect the Blades to uh, approach the first game? Um, do you expect to, do you expect to like be on the front front and attackers because obviously the the game at Bramall Lane where Brendan Johnson tried to pass the ball down the throat of West <laughs> into the goal um, where we, we pressured you quite high into a lot of mistakes but equally your back five as it were or back three were very inexperienced I think you had a lad who's now playing at Burt, uh, at Boston now at right oh back.
0: God three yeah, Kieran Gordon.
1: No, Siriki, I think his name. Oh, is.
0: yeah, yeah, Siriki. and uh, God, we used to have him. Um, I I, oh, you might have been there as well as well, Gordon, because I think he came in for a couple of games as Kyron Gordon, who was uh, equally inexperienced. And but we were just that short of players; we literally had no option. Like it yeah. was, we were that short of uh, players and resources, and that. And um, but I think I will say, I mean, hopefully we go for it. I think if we play, um. If we play like we did in the second half at QPR, or the entirety of the game against Fulham, I think we should be fine. To be fair, I think if we just, you know, I think a lot of it is just if the players believe in themselves and don't over question, don't question themselves, have self confidence, and just go for it and don't overthink it. I said have that confidence and self belief and just go for it. Uh, Obviously within reason, not be stupid. Um, You know, hopefully we like that and we, you know, we hopefully we go into the. First half, one up, I think, was to sort of settle the crowd because I think the Lane crowd, we can get on their backs and a bit nervy at times, which doesn't help. Um, but I just, yeah, I think... I think we'll definitely try and make the home advantage pay to some extent, definitely. I, you know, we, will, we won't be sat back trying to defend, especially not at Brameline. Um, Well, at least not to start with. Hopefully, by the end, we are because we're trying to hold on to, like, a, a couple of goals lead or something. But, yeah, we'll go on the front foot. And uh, I think try and get you know try and get in forest faces hopefully a nice uh nice lo- nice level of aggression to us as well and you know take the game to forest and you know run at them and that.
1: What what would you say worries you from uh, a forest perspective? Like who who do you look uh, at on th- our on our team and, and go, oh, all was there playing? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think obviously Jed Spence is lively. Um is it Davis as well? I don't know if he's injured or not. But is it, is it, there's
1: a there's he... a there's a series of prayers going on 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 the Forest timeline of Twitter <laughs> that he's uh, he's at least on the bench.
0: Yeah, I know. Him. Yeah, they were last we saying like, oh, we're not sure if it, this Cooper is going to pull some mind games or <laughs> you know whether he's going to be fit or whether he's not. And but I remember he he didn't score, but he led our defense to maybe dance back in. I can't remember which month was it. February? Now we played at Bramall Lane. I can't remember, but um, it was
1: March, maybe.
0: Yeah, um, he was dangerous. But I think now the other two that stand out. I think there's like a midfielder at well that, that um, I can't remember his name, but there was a couple of players thinking, "Oh wow, we've got we've got a game in our hands here." And you could see they they stood out compared to most of the players we'd come up against in the uh, the uh, championship that season. So um, yeah, I think you're Jed Spence. Like, I, I watched the uh, Forest game. Very impressive, you know, some of the fast flowing attacking football and that there. So, um, stuff like that, really, I think that um, could worries. And I think also just the fact that, um, I mean, I'm worried about the fact that just Sheffield being Sheffield, to be honest. Sheffield <laughs> will be all right, you know what I mean? So especially in the playoffs, our own worst enemy. Um, but yeah, I think like you players, like I said, like Jed Spence stands out, um, Keenan Davis. Um, and you got the other who's the other fullback you've got on loan or something? Um, because he's a bit tasty
1: on the other side. Uh, we know Colback's well, been playing there, uh, most of the season. His- Max Lowe was on loan from you guys, and he's been injured for for about, about eight yeah. weeks now, I think. I don't think he'd be able to play against us. I no, he, think no he, wouldn't, he wouldn't. So Jack Colback's been playing there for the majority of the season, actually, done quite a good job, like surprisingly, I think, to a lot of people. Um, how do you expect to line up? Do you think is it? Do you think you'll keep the same eleven as that played against Fulham?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. To be fair, I can't see Sharp being fit. Bogle won't be fit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, music <laughs> no, to uh, my ears.
0: <laughs> it will be um, definitely. I think it will be the same eleven. To be honest, um, I think it'll be the same eleven, pretty much to the player. Uh, but. Um, like I said we've got a few key injuries unfortunately ex derby uh Jaden Vogel uh, who's was electric for us before getting a season uh, season finishing injury um goldrick won't be back I think it'll be Basham Egan Robinson I'd say I'd say Basham Egan Robinson Baldock Stevens Wes Norwood Fleck Burger Gibbs White and Jai all
1: right I know it's going to be hard to predict a second the second game because obviously you don't know what's going to happen on Saturday, but could I get a prediction for Saturday and Tuesday off? Yeah. So I'll say the same I did to them, lads. I'm going to go one all
0: at Bramall Lane, uh, and then two one to you at the City Ground. I think both games will finish one all at 90 minutes, and then Forest will uh, win it in extra time.
1: That's I can actually see that.
0: I can see it now. I'll be stood in my living room. I can't get a ticket. I'll just be watching you score. I'll go 115th minute. There you go.
1: <laughs> I can I mean- see it now. <laughs> I'll be shocked if we. I mean, like you, you guys say you the worst enemy at uh, playoffs. We're obviously the same because obviously what happened in two thousand and three against you yourselves and Paul Pesky-Salido you know, haunts many forests. Oh, uh, the legends, <laughs> um, running <around> <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, and obviously we're going to now uh, come back to that first question. Now we've had this. Chat. How do you feel about the the? I'm going to call it the glamour tie of the of the playoffs. No disrespect to Huddersfield and Luton, oh, but I can't see many definite. neutrals watching that game. If I'm honest.
0: Well, yeah, like, um, yeah, I think we'll draw quite a lot in because I think obviously we're the uh, the two bigger teams. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we've we've just we're fresh out of the prem. Uh, Forest obviously not been in the prem for I think 99 or something. I think the last lad said, yeah. but. Yeah, I think, like I was saying to them, one of the last, they asked say, oh, no, he said, regardless of who wins, Sheffield or Forest, do you think one of us will be in the Premier League next season? And I said, well, I said, we should do. I think if we win the semi, we'll blow the final because it's Sheffield in the playoffs at Wembley and we don't do any of them. But I think if Forest beat us, um, you know, I think they should do. I think we're the best two teams. I know we finished third out of all four. Um, but I'd say that the, we're the best two teams of those four. Um and I think like someone said, I, I remember saying to someone, I think we've got the, the hardest the hardest team of the other three we could have had. I think I saw a Forest fan say uh similar. I guess you couldn't have faced Huddersfield in the end anyway, but um yeah, and I think Yeah, I just think um obviously that that, that the glamour tie because I Huddersfield Luton, I mean <laughs> If we don't get up, I'd probably want Luton to get up. Yeah, I would as fair. well. I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we don't get up, um, obviously if we come, if we meet Luton in the final, I don't want Luton to get up, but, um, no, yeah, I think it will definitely be like the bigger, this, the bigger tie of the two by far, to be fair.
1: Nice one. Uh, thank you, Ben. Uh, if, if anyone wants to follow Ben at traveling blade, that's, uh, on YouTube and on Twitter. So go over there, give him some love. Uh, Good luck in the playoffs, mate. I hope uh, you hold your nerve, but I hope we do
0: you in the end. I just hope it doesn't go to penalties. I'd I'd rather just lose than go to penalties. I hate, and we don't do penalties either. (laughs) I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do. We throw a game. We throw away games late on, as shown against our home game against you. That's what we do. But
1: yeah. But
0: anyway,
1: yeah. Nice one, man. Nice one. Thank you for coming on, mate. No worries. Thank you for having me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.